0: The scripture reading for today is from Colossians 2, 1 through 5. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. Thank you for downloading our podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get new ones every week. And don't forget to check out First United Methodist Sweetwater's website and social media now. Here is Pastor Ryan Striebeck.
1: All right, so what I'd like to do this morning is just kind of weave into Uh, some of what we've seen this morning and with with all of you in mind. So seniors, I'm going to talk to you a little bit, but really, I'm talking to all of us because the more, you know, every time you start thinking about what would you really tell somebody when they're a senior in high school? What would you really tell somebody as they get ready to start? You know, if we're really honest, it circles back to what we would tell ourselves uh, today and tomorrow. So uh, hopefully this is a word that uh, God will encourage all of us in our growth uh, and in our continuing to grow up in the faith. So... Uh, when I was growing up, when I was a, a boy, one of, the, uh, one of the few things that I read that I remember reading, uh, my mom always says that I read more than I did, but I think that's just because she wanted me to read more than I did, but um, I read Hank the Cowdog, and then I read The Hardy Boys, and uh, I don't know if we have any Hardy Boys fans out there, but my dad had grown up reading The Hardy Boys, and so he passed that love of, of Hardy Boy reading on to me, and I remember I was just quickly drawn into the mystery, You know, every book would start out and there would be this great mystery and you realize these kids were just teenagers, but man, they were accomplishing so much. And of course, they were inspired to be these young teenage detectives by their dad, who was a real detective. And, of course, he didn't want them to be detectives because it was dangerous work. But then he realized how much they loved it and how good they were. And so, of course, he gets them involved in some of his cases. And, I mean, it was just, it was fun. It was exciting. It was neat to see what someone who was young could accomplish. Uh, Because, you know, there's bad guys out there everywhere. And and it doesn't matter how old you are, there's a great part to play. So, I love the Hardy Boys. I love the mystery piece of that. And as I think about the text that Cindy read for us today... I think St. Paul, in celebrating the mystery of Jesus, is basically holding up the one thing that is the worthy goal for all of our lives. It doesn't matter who we are or what stage of life we're in or how we are represented collectively today or next week, but the one true, unfailing, worthy goal of our lives is to discover and live in the mystery of Jesus. Paul is warning against, he's warning the church against an age-old tendency to stop short of mystery and instead become seekers of information, of simply, purely information. Basically, this would be the difference in knowing about God and knowing God. It was common then, as it is today, for there to be parts of the church, people in the church, teachers in the church, who th- would kind of feel like they had a little bit of a corner on the market, that they had a little secret uh, society as far as spirituality goes. And I mean, you can search podcasts and go to certain churches and you'll see it all resurrected. It comes back every age, there's a new one. But it's somebody saying, you know, we've got the secret to spirituality and all you have to do is you have to mix in a little of this with a little of that And do this, and you tag this, you tag that, you do whatever, and then boom, you've figured out the mystery of Jesus, and there you are. Now, have a nice day. And it's all about secret knowledge, secret information. And Paul is saying, look, there has been a secret mystery for ages and ages and ages that everyone under the sun has longed for. But that mystery has been revealed, and it's no longer a secret. And that mystery, he said, that the, every age has been waited for and longed for, right, the hope of every nation, of all creation, is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and he has been revealed to us in our day, in our time. And Paul said, to all the saints, we don't need the secret knowledge because we've already been given the secret knowledge, and his name is Jesus. And Paul gets even more specific about it, but there's always this temptation in the church for some kind of secret, you know, it's the silver bullet spirituality, you know, we've we figured it out. It's just, you know, we've we made it simple, we made it easy, and here's how it works. So if I could encourage you as a senior, as someone who's going off to college, if there was one thing I could maybe warn you against, I would just echo Paul here and say, beware of any silver bullet spirituality that's out there. And it happens in so many ways. I was in a coffee shop in a college town not too long ago, and I was getting some work done, and I heard, overheard a conversation, you know, and if you've heard it once, you've heard it a 100 times. And this person is telling their friend, you know, I just, I just love Jesus so much, but I just hate the church. I just hate the church. And I'm listening, and I'm, I'm just laughing. Okay, did I do that about right? And, it, and if it was a got. If it was a guy, it would sound the same way. Guys are even more, even more whiny about it. Um, but, and you hear where they're coming from. You're like, okay, I get it. Like, I love Jesus, but I hate the church. What that means is I'm okay with the idea of Jesus. I like the person, the character of Jesus. He seems like a nice guy. I remember the pictures from when I was a kid. But I don't want to engage in that life. I don't want to engage in the mystery. And so I want to stay away from the church. Now, are there majorly disappointing things about the church in every age? Absolutely. Do churches do sometimes horrible things in the name of Jesus? Yes. Do ministry leaders fail and put a horrible image projected of Christ in his church? Absolutely. Um, but of course, we would say, you know, that's no reason to not find the real thing, to not get into the real mystery. So when Paul says, I want their hearts. I'm praying that their hearts would be encouraged and that they would be united in love. He's speaking to a y'all. He's not speaking to five seniors who are used. He's speaking to a y'all. And he's saying, I want this for y'all. And the only way you're going to find it, the only way you're going to live into the mystery of Jesus is in community. And that community is called the church. So well, it sounds like a great idea to be okay with Jesus, but to hate the church, it presents major difficulties if we actually want to grow in our faith and if we actually want to find Jesus because Jesus, in his wisdom, reveals himself through the church. And uh, as humble of an institution as we are, but it's, it's something that we celebrate. And we see these seniors up here and we go, thank you for leading us. Thank you for being showing us Jesus. Even when you were 13 and you were holding bread in your hand saying this is the body of Christ broken for you. We receive the grace of Jesus through that humble act even when we didn't understand fully what was happening. And Jesus wants us to know that he loves us in this way because it's it's easy for me to believe when Tommy looks at me and says, "Ryan, this is the body of Christ broken for you." When Lewis looks at me and says, "This is the blood of Christ is shed for you." I can see it. I can hear it. It's something I can taste and I can smell and I believe it. I understand it. It's not just whatever's lost in my imagination. And so the, the, the living body of Jesus is no longer on the earth because he has given that job and that vocation to us, to the church. <clears throat> so this is a mystery that is hidden for all the ages but is revealed now to the saints and Paul gets so specific. He said the mystery, and a few verses back, the mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's not Christ out there. It's not Christ we see once a week in Holy Communion, but it's Christ in y'all, the hope of glory. That's the mystery of God. That's what we've been waiting for. That's what we've been wondering about, and that's the big reveal. Christ in y'all the hope of glory it's the mystery of Jesus and so the good news of the gospel I mean what do we what do we really celebrate about that why is that good news the good news of the gospel is that that first part in you not somewhere else but in you it doesn't matter what our evaluation is of ourselves as individuals or ourselves as a group as a church at this moment in time that's the fact of the matter is Christ in y'all Christ in us the hope of glory. And so if something this beautiful and something that has taken this long for people to anticipate and reveal, something that God gave his life to demonstrate for us, and then we learn that that very life is inside of us, it's staggering. And it encourages us to be curious about the mystery. Not only is it good news because it's in us, but it's also good news because it's an inexhaustible mystery. There's, you'll never get to a point in your life where you've learned enough, where you've seen enough, and you say, you know what, okay, I think I've got, I've got this Jesus thing figured now. It only took me 20 years, but I got there, and here we go. But it's, it's inexhaustible. I mean, you get in the middle, and you see one thing, and then another door opens, and you realize that, that the, the castle is vast. And uh, it, it, there's never you can never exhaust it, and yet... It's been revealed to us. And so there's no, there's no secrets there. It's not something that's far off, but it's so close as to be in our very hearts. And so in Jesus, the mystery is solved, but it calls for a walking out. It calls for a not settling. And so when I think of this gift that we have, I just think Paul is encouraging us to not stop short. You know, don't stop short at the information but go the step further all the way into the mystery because true knowledge about God should lead us into the mystery. That's why all of us as theologians who are thinking and studying God, our study of God should always lead us into the knowing of God, into the knowledge of God. That's what good theology does. And so we don't want to stop just at, at what we know, what we learn as an information. We want to go one step further into mystery. And so the call I think is to get the, is to get to know the Jesus that is already inside of you, is already inside of us. Uh, this is a gift that we've been carrying around for a long time and we can spend the rest of our lives getting to know the God who is inside of us. As we mentioned, like all the great stories there's a major y'all element here. Um, Frank and Joe Hardy had their friends. If you remember Chet and some of you remember Biff and Iola, you know, and they had their little great set of friends because you can't, you know, really dive very far into mystery without a good group of friends. And Christianity is no different. Uh, The church plays this role of providing a a place for us to come and safely ask our questions, to encourage us when we're down, uh, to humble us when we're uh, a little too uh, high and mighty or lofty. But the church, we stand in the middle of Christ's body, and this is how we get to know the mystery that lives inside of us. That their hearts may be encouraged, being united in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. There will be a major demand on your time, seniors, for just myriads of information of wisdom and knowledge. Uh, Every every group, every professor, everyone's going to want to be involved in that process. And so it's good as you're starting out to remember for all of us to re-remember that all of the riches, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge that we so desperately want And it doesn't matter if we turn on the news in the morning, it doesn't matter if it's Fox News, it doesn't matter if it's CNN, it doesn't matter when we come and we open the Bible and we're looking for a word from God, if we call up a friend to see how their day is going, we are in search of the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, and it's such good news to discover that all of that longing is fulfilled in the person of Christ, in whom all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden. They're hidden there for our discovery as we follow Jesus. And so I would encourage you to make time for people and for institutions in whom you recognize this mystery. The people who are cultivating this mystery, who are waiting around and walking in this mystery, who are not stopping short and going into the mystery, make time to spend time with those people and those places. Is it dangerous? Uh, Will you sometimes miss it? Will you miss a clue and somebody will get hurt? Will you sometimes be a part of something that wasn't so much fun? Uh, Will there be places you go and you think, gosh, that is uh, not what I think of when I think of church? Of course you will. It's going to be dangerous, but that's okay. It's a journey that's worth the risk and you will find, you will discover companions in the search of this mystery and it will be the most rewarding thing of your life. And It doesn't matter again if it's our seniors, if it's a five-year-old here today, if it's an 85-year-old here today, we are all in search of this mystery. Paul reminds us that it is worth the struggle. Some translations will say he's engaged in, he said, I'm engaged in a contest. And I think of seniors and people in high school, all the contests that you've been involved in. And Paul's saying, this is a worthy contest. This is a worthy struggle. And if it wasn't a struggle, then he he wouldn't tell us that it's worth the struggle because of what is hidden in the mystery and what we find when we get into it. And so it's worth the contest, and it's worth the devotion of our energy. In closing, I would like to hold up a few words from King David. I think King David it really captures this, this idea of hunger and thirst and going after the mystery. David knew you know, what he didn't know, and that's what leads him to say something like what he says in Psalm 27, one thing I have asked of the Lord. One thing, and this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. David knew there was a mystery there. He knew that he needed some time to gaze upon the mystery. He needed some time in the sanctuary to sit with the mystery that could not be solved that could not be figured out, but that just had to be lived in. And so if we were to translate that to our time, after the time when Christ has come, we would say, one thing I ask of the Lord, and this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the church with God's people, fellow mystery seekers, all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire In the middle of the church, right here in the midst of the messy congregation, we hold up the mystery, and we invite people. Just wherever you are in the journey, it, it doesn't matter. You know, if you've been at it a long time, or you feel like you've just totally fallen off the cliff, there is room in the mystery for every person in every place, because in the mystery are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Namely, Paul says, Jesus Christ. So, let's go there together. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.